Stewart, editor-in-chief of ComicallyInclined.com and your host for this episode. And I am Blake Hickman, the digital media director. Jared, I'm the show producer. And Brittany is out this week. Uh, social media manager Brittany was not feeling well. Uh, also today, uh, every tree in Cape Girardeau has been trying to breed with my face, so my allergies are all messed up. Uh, so A, I feel super wanted, and B, I feel miserable. So apologies. You mean like, like wanted, like like desired? Like yeah, yeah. Like they're oh, trying okay. to they're trying to pollinate my face, oh. and while I'm like you know thanks for the attention, uh, also no means no, and yeah. Uh, well yeah. Maybe back off. I, I thought you meant like you didn't feel wanted like by humans because you're sniffling and being all super gross. And I just, nah, dude, I'm I hella... just wanted to say you still are very wanted. Thank you. Not I'm... by me, but there are people out there that <laughs> yeah. probably still. Yeah, Maybe. no, I'm, I never doubted that for a second. I'm hot oh, as okay. fuck, homie. Good, good, good. Uh... Probably speaking to myself there. Hi, Ken. <laughs> hey, what's up? <laughs> dude, that's nasty. <laughs> Ken Murphy, the father of Cape Con and our good friend, uh, former guest on the show. Reminds me of You've Been Wanted speech from the Night's Tale. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> uh, also, our human relations specialist, Ben, is in the chat. Uh, ben already said hi, everyone. Uh, welcome all. So it has been a great week for nerd shit. Blake, uh, would you like to give us some news? Yeah, let's fire up Rumor Mill. You look, like, you look superficial now, too, in the jacket. Hey, man. <laughs> all right. Uh, this week on Rumor Mill, we get the Thor Love and Thunder trailer. Finally. So that that's pretty exciting. Yeah, Jesus Christ. So they've set a record for the shortest amount of time. That's nuts. Between trailer dropping and release. Yeah, yeah. I mean, by far. I don't I don't really think that there's going to be I don't think there's going to be any other movie that's going to be that close from the release on the trailer drop. Yeah, and what what a flex by Marvel to be like, "Hey, we know you want this. You're right. not you're not going to be able to tempt us into showing you this before we want to and yeah, just do whatever we want." They're about the only ones I think that could probably ever pull that off. Yeah. It's it seems like they they pushed the No Way Home trailer a little bit further, and they broke the internet with it. And they were like, let's do it again. Yeah, can yeah. we do this twice? <laughs> and they pushed this one even further. And, yeah. and you know what's nuts about this is I've watched this trailer several times. It hasn't really established to you what the story is, and I genuinely hope that they continue with that theme. Like, yeah. maybe introduce gore, but don't like don't do like how a lot of uh, trailers do and kind of start to ruin too things. Much. Yeah, like, I'd really like to go into this not knowing what's going to happen. Yeah, well, unfortunately, now that we're in the stream of information coming out from the movie, they'll probably release the majority of what's exactly. going to happen between now and the the release. Right. Uh, so, uh, Natalie Portman just replaced Chris Hemsworth, actually, as the main poster. Oh. Uh, instead of Thor reaching up with Millionaire uh, in the air, they actually have Jane Foster's uh, version on there. Very so, cool. As the Mighty Thor. Yeah. I I was in the camp of not thinking that Natalie just Natalie Portman in general would have made an imposing Thor or for uh, opposing Jane Foster, but like she looked she looked good she looked scary she, she's beefed up yeah yeah she yeah she's she's got some muscle yeah. on her, so yeah yeah she's I, been in the gym uh, yeah. she's been trying to put on muscle so it shows I mean in, unless they're using some kind of body double a la uh, free guy um, oh that's actually a very interesting. <laughs> You know, I guess I guess as we see more, because I mean, Natalie Portman is not a a, a large. She's woman. a like, tiny she's lady. Yeah, yeah, so it'd be kind of interesting. But yeah, she looked good and happy to find out what happened to reconstituted Mjolnir. Like, yeah. And do y'all think she'll be a actual Jane we know from our universe, or do you think she'll be a variant? I think it'll be the actual Jane. I think. Yeah. Uh, I think that. Uh, Taika Waititi said that he's keeping the cancer storyline from the yeah. comics, and I think that that's not going to hit emotionally as much if it's a different Jane. Sure, sure. Uh, then we also get our uh, we show, show Zeus 
uh, on the back of Zeus, I guess, mm. uh, yeah. in Olympus. So, uh, pretty sure we're going to get gory killed with Zeus. I, I kind of want to see a massacre on Olympus. Like, yeah. I really want to see a massacre of gods on Olympus. And, and what an interesting god set to have included with that, because you, you could have went, I mean, Greek or, you know, Greek gods are kind of one of the mainstays of mythology, you know, mythology, sorry, I was going to say a weird word. But, you know, they've always been traditionally very arrogant and very proud, so it would be kind yeah. of interesting to, if they do show it, just seeing, you know, a character come oh, in and sure. start destroying everybody. And I think that, uh, like, they can get away with that because we have no ties or no heartfelt, you know, attachments sure. to Olympus, Olympian gods. Uh, so we can actually have Gore come in and just show how badass he is by massacring a whole bunch of them. And, and real quick, they can establish just his power. And, and, and Ken's saying he wants to see Hercules, and I agree with that. And I also think that if oh, Gore yeah. comes in and slaughters the Greek gods in Olympus, it gives Hercules a reason to come to Earth. You're right. That's fantastic, yeah. That's a good origin story. I mean, or a good story to start off in the MCU like that. Yeah. And, that origin. yeah. And, and while Hercules has done his time as a uh, an Avenger and also uh, taking over the uh, Hulk comics at a different at a couple times, um, the rest of the Greek canon, uh, the Greek uh, pantheon, has not been very common in, in Marvel comics. So I think that it's fi- it'd be fine to slaughter all of the Greek gods. Yeah. In, oh, yeah. And... What an interesting opportunity for them as well, because if you're, I mean, if you're familiar with Gore's uh, storyline, like he is just taking vengeance for the gods not, you know, aiding his family or, or his, I guess his entire planet, right? Like his entire yeah. planet got destroyed. Yeah. So I mean, he he's not necessarily just an evil person. He's you know out for revenge against the gods who didn't help sure. him, and you know, so it's going to be. I feel like it's going to be very similar, not necessarily the same emotional feeling, but the same kind of. Are you a hero? You know, are you the villain or are you right. the hero? Kind of like how Killmonger was in Black Panther as well, because you know a lot of people could sympathize with what he was saying. And you know, it's not like it's, you can just go, "This is an evil dude." All right, cool. We not need to stop him. Like, you right? Know, so, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like they're going really. I mean, even like Thanos. You know, there, there's parts of where you're kind of like, man, you you can't even feel sided with Thanos and on uh, some of his thoughts and stuff. Yeah, sure. you've you've got ex- excited about some of Thanos's thoughts. No, no, no. Were you like, let's wipe out half of the population? His thoughts he... on what he's doing. Sure. Yeah, you were like, that's a great idea. I mean, we're not well, dealing with the 90s, like, hero villain archetype where it's just like, I'm going to bomb this building if you right. don't give me money. Like, you know, there's a lot more complex right. uh, villain character stuff. No, and, I it's... mean, honestly, I... <laughs> Genocide. <laughs> not, I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm just saying... Right. It, it, Having equal parts good heroes and compelling villains is what's what makes Marvel movies so good. You know, even when their villains aren't that great, they're still better than a lot of villains sure. that we see. So while we're on Love and Thunder and we're talking about Gore, how do you guys feel about Gore's appearance I don't in this? Care at all. I think it looks good. I'm gonna be honest with you. I mean, I don't have no certain feelings. I know it doesn't look uh, from what we're seeing the artwork on the back is a toy box. Uh, toy box. I'm not. It's nothing like the actual character from the comics, but sure. it really doesn't bother me. looks like Powder. Yeah. Because yeah. remember that movie Powder? Yeah. That's what it looks like to me. <laughs> I, I hope that they can combine CGI with kind of practical effects for the fighting. Because mm-hmm. there's nothing worse than trying to have a character in live action that due to limitations for like full CGI or something else like that, they're not able to have you you know move around fully and do things. Marvel hasn't suffered from that, but it, it'd be really nice to see because Gore was not a oh I'm gonna mind meld you or something like that. He was he was fighting some mofos. So this right. is gonna this should be a very action packed and like you know hardcore fighting sequence stuff. 
I just want to give a shout out to Mike Casey joining us in the chat all the way from his honeymoon in Savannah, Georgia. What are you uh, doing, Mike? Thank you, Mike. Uh, you know, get get back to what you're uh, supposed to be doing on your what honeymoon. What are you man. doing, Mike, on your he's, honeymoon? Maybe he's doing both. Maybe he's like got a phone in one hand, and and him and him and uh, Jess are also, you know, ruining some sheets. But happy happy honeymoon, Mike. Proud of you. Oh, oh, hey, yeah. Mike, good job. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking about something dedicated different. right there. Uh, that's, our, that's our dude right there. <laughs> so uh, filming for Echo starts tomorrow. Uh, so we what have, we have. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. uh, so that series, you know, we have that go underway and um, getting ready to get delivered. Cause, I mean, Disney Plus this filming doesn't take very long at all. I don't think. So, uh, what's been the average runtime for the? I mean, I know it's about a year than, leeway. I would say from from so? filming to hitting screens. Well, so I mean, that, that's a year. that's a start and finish. That's casting. Yeah. Uh, you know, building the sets, cinematography, the, the whole, the whole shebang. Uh, I mean, you could have had maybe six or seven weeks of filming for that, and then the rest of the time is finishing yeah. and you know editing stuff. But so, what do you think? We're like six months out from getting it, maybe. I say the end of the year. I mean, we this is the lead up from uh, Hawkeye. Hawkeye was what December, I think. Well, I don't know, because we, we still have Miss Marvel coming, and we, I mean, they like to alternate MCU and then Disney series, and we're also getting Obi Wan coming up. Oh my gosh! Don't even get me started about yeah. that. Yeah, because I think uh, Miss Marvel's I think fifty days away, something like that. It's getting close. I am literally dying. I'm sorry. Ben, fact check that. When's Miss Marvel coming out? Pretty sure it's like fifty days. Could yeah, be wrong. Who knows? But, uh, so we also have uh, May fourth. Uh, we have Disney Gallery, the Book of Boba Fett coming out. Uh, they are actually gonna have a bunch of behind the scenes and deleted scenes that nobody's ever seen, uh, and kind of go through the the making of that. You know what I want to see? Out of all the other things, I want to see like an hour and a half of him trying to like get the rancor to let him do stuff. <laughs> like just just kind of like a buddy cop, you right. know, like behind the scenes thing where he's just like trying to throw him bones and then pet him, and the guy's like, I don't know Be about that stubborn and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That'd just be really funny. Yeah, we need more rancor for sure. Holy shit, that was crazy. I know we talked about it before, but I still yeah. I described the book of Bofet as saying, and they go, I don't know if I want to watch it. I go, listen, listen to what I'm saying. Boba Fett rides a rancor into battle, and every single time they go, "What?" and then like, and then I'm they in. watch it. Like, it. That is that is probably one of the best cells in the history of the world. Yeah, it uh, it definitely made up for the fact that he wasn't that cool the rest of the series. I mean, he's old. He was older. Like, yeah. what are you really gonna do? And and the shameless plug for Mandalorian doesn't help because you know he's sharing the whole uh, the whole spotlight. But that's for sure. Good. All right, sorry, I'm getting sidetracked. On <laughs> Uh, so we also have uh, Robert Pattinson <laughs> kept a uh, vape pen in his Batman belt and literally had it, like, if you look for it, they say you can see it, but he actually, a vape pen that he used on set and he had it on his uh, utility belt. Well, this is year two Batman and he hadn't developed his smoke pellets yet and that was, <laughs> like, he could rip a vape you know, that gonna, would be so thick. It's going to plume all over the place. Dude, he's been, like, working on wrapping those coils. It's got, like, such a cool condenser in it. Like, whenever whenever Bruce Wayne is not fighting crime, he's modding his vape pen. And, and he, here's the kicker, because he doesn't ever have anything in his utility belt that doesn't have multiple uses. He, he, he sucks in, that's giving you the vape. He sucks out. That's doing something else that I can't think of. He but sucks out? How do you suck yeah. out? So you go, or you go, or you blow out. You blow out. Oh, blow out, blow out, okay. Yeah. Maybe it's a whistle. 
<laughs> it's a double. It's a vape pen slash rape whistle. Maybe, maybe it's some, something you can use to breathe. You see a whole bunch of bad guys in the alley. You don't see Batman. He's up above them. They start hearing this whistle and the smoke just fog covers he, the whole ground. He, he here's here's the, the here's the million dollar question: Did Robert Pattinson vape before he was Batman, or did Robert Pattinson think that the Batman in this movie would vape? So he did that as a method actor thing. I think the real question is. Does Robert Pattinson's fedora have holes for his bat ears <laughs> to go with his his vape? Oh, God. oh so uh, here's Eat one. Vegan I... Batman. Sorry. No, no, you're good. Here's one I really wasn't sure if I wanted to list on or whatever. But uh... Robert Pattinson also hid a mall katana in his <laughs> utility belt. Uh, Brie Larson uh, is Who? the best MCU actor. Who? Brie Larson. Yeah. Well, she's, oh, oh, she's Captain not, Marvel. She's yeah, not, the Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Brie Larson is finally fitting in with a group of superheroes more her range. Uh, she is now in the new Fast and Furious movie, Fast X. Because you oh, know, because cool. I mean, after the last movie, they're practically superheroes. The stuff that they pull off. So you know, what? It's more her level. What a great transition from one of. My favorite actresses of all time, Brie Larson, into uh, another franchise. So I'm assuming she's going to elevate to a higher standard. It's, you know, she brings a certain level of charisma to she every does. role that yeah. she takes. Class, I would say. <laughs> yeah, and it it's something that those that series has sorely been lacking, and probably yeah. just like the the acting acumen that Brie Larson has. Like sure. if you've seen her in uh, uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Oh, it's fantastic! Yeah, uh, yeah, and she really like she kills it in that movie. She it, steals every scene she's in, and yeah. very similar to to the way she was in Captain Marvel. And yeah. well, that you know. that's what I always say about her is every time she plays as a role, you go. You are that person, you know. I've never watched her do anything and gone, you aren't that person. So, you know, when I think of Brie Larson, I think of her, you know, she yeah. is Captain Marvel. She yeah. is that girl from uh, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, she walks the walk. She talks the talk. Yeah. She's, yeah, 100%. It's fantastic. So what was the next? Are y'all done? What'd you have? Uh, <laughs> no, sorry, that's that's a later here. segment. Uh, <laughs> you know what's sad is Danny and I could have probably have done that for about 30 yeah. minutes. <laughs> And then you just got up. Okay, yeah, we're fueled by your pain, Blake. <laughs> uh, so Thor, uh, Thor: Love and Thunder is the fourth most watched trailer in one day of all time. Of all time, only fourth. Yep, only that's fourth. crazy. What's, what's what are the first three? Do you know? No Way Home. I don't know. No Way Home. I think is number one. Yeah, it's got to be all uh, Marvel. Multiverse of Madness. I think is two or three. Okay, Ben, uh, can you tell us yeah, what one, two, and three is on that? In game or uh, or Brittany. We've got yeah. multiple cast members or, or team yeah, members in the chat today. and This is, is going to be fun. Yeah, and Taylor Burton is always on top of his info, too. You know, so I'm, I'm really surprised about um, this Thor uh, you know, trailer not, not just breaking all those records because we see people consistently beginning to get more and more information. Yeah. Getting that stuff, you know, being able to do. But, like, that is kind of nuts that it's only fourth. Uh, well, it may be fourth to one day, but who knows? Maybe it'll still bust a record of uh, the most viewed at all. Yeah, you know, yeah. Completely. Fair enough, yeah. After so many days have went by. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, still getting World by Night, the Halloween special on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, uh, starring Moon Knight. They, they will be using practical effects with just CGI touch-ups. Wow. Cool. Kind of similar to Star Wars, how they do a lot of their stuff. Yeah, so went back to. how do you get the job of werewolf trainer? Like, where do they <laughs> – is that like a, a Joe Exotic type thing? Do you start a werewolf zoo and then you – That or Carol Baskins one too. Yeah. <laughs> that bitch Carol Baskins. 
Maybe it's like a weird, uh, like. How about we bring back the joke of 2019? (laughs) Anyway, the show of 2019. I think what it is is they take wolf lovers. They say, "Do you want to come out and observe wolves?" And then you come out there. Then they abduct you, and then go. You can't go back to your normal life. You are now the caretaker of werewolves. When you say wolf lovers. Like you know, somebody that wants to study wolves. Oh, okay. Not a sex thing. Not not bestiality. Not a sex listen, thing. Danny, <laughs> listen, Danny. I know you cannot have sex with a wolf. All right, that's just not possible. <laughs> what else we got, Blake? All right. <laughs> uh, take so, it your word. <laughs> uh, the ring of the ring of power has casted uh, Theo, which is going to be played by Tyro Muhafidin. Uh, Nailed it. Yeah, I'm not sure. He's not. He's kind of an unknown actor. But anyways, Ring the of Ring Power. of Power has yeah. cast Theo. Oh, the oh the. I'm sorry. I, every t- I keep referring it to Lord of the Rings, but yeah. Okay, yeah. this is the. I don't know who Theo is. I don't either. Do I don't know. I'm not. Uh, uh, yeah, that Lord is, is that not... is that the full name Theo? That's just what it like. The, Theoden. No, no or, last name. It's, it literally. Says I mean, Theo. Theoden wouldn't have. Yep. Theo. I'm not 100 percent. Sh- I haven't looked up enough to see if this is stuff that they've uh, that they've pulled from. Like, they, is this Silmarillion uh, territory for the Ring of Power? Or is this this, uh, this is post Silmarillion yeah, because yeah. Galadriel is well, frick, because Galadriel is like adventuring. She's like the main character in this. Yeah, and she's she's very old. Uh, she is very old, but I believe that she was settled in Lothlorien by the end of the Silmarillion. Okay. So, so they, this is somewhere is. in that. Well, it'll be interesting to see how many characters they're pulling from that and how many they're introducing. I actually them. think this is covering the the theft of the Silmarils and the corruption of Sauron from yeah. going from a wizard to the being the Lord of Dark. Yeah. So um So yeah, this is all firmly within the Silmarillion, I think. Hmm. Nice. Uh then we also have uh, Zack Snyder releases the first picks of Rebel Moon, the Star Wars revamp that he's doing. Oh, uh, Taylor Burton said it was No Way Home, Endgame, and Infinity War are the top three. Oh, okay. oh or Multiverse nice. of Madness, bro. Uh, he says Doctor Strange and Thor have more than Infinity War. So just shuffle those around. Boom. Anyway, we're, carry on, Blake, yeah. as you were. As you were. Uh, last but not least, we have Zack Snyder. He's uh, doing. He's revamping the Star Wars uh, Rebel Moon uh, movie, our show. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they just he just released, I think, two or three picks. So Rebel Moon, that is the reimagining of Star Wars, right? Or is that? I think so. It's it's not. It doesn't take place in space, right? It's a a variation of. Hmm. I've never heard of this. Am one. I right or wrong? I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not sure. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually believe it is a retelling of Star Wars with uh, uh, medieval characters, but I I could be wrong about that. Well, that's interesting. That's I don't. Yeah. That actually sounds really cool. <laughs> yeah, but I know that Demon Hansu yes. is is playing. I think the uh, one of the pictures is, is of him. He's like the Darth Vader character, right? Is that oh, he looks pretty? He looked badass. He looks wicked, wicked. He's got like we, some like. This oh, is great. We don't have a lot of news about this news we're reporting, yeah. so uh, <laughs> feel free to look that up and you know correct us. That's 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 yeah. half the fun of watching, right? Telling us where we, we don't know what the fuck the we're talking about. Lively, so. We don't yeah, tell perfect. things directly so you can make fun of us later. That's that's our <laughs> burden and that's what we do. Hence the comically part. Well, yeah. I, I do have I do have one other that we just talked about before sure. we started that I'd like to share. Jason Momoa has oh. been confirmed by HBO Max as being the lead uh, the title role in a new Minecraft live action movie. So is he playing Steve? I I maybe <laughs> I didn't read enough into it because it's really crazy that he's doing that. I, right. But, uh, yeah, so he is playing the title character of this. I don't know if he'll be Steve. I don't know if he'll be 
another one. It'd be silly for them to not have Steve as the main character. And when we say live action, like this is people in the world of Minecraft. It's their version of saying live action. So I'm assuming humans as normal humans and everything else could be CGI. But I don't get how. I feel like the people will be CGI too, and he's maybe just voicing the character. Well, I mean, they said live action, but God, I hope they don't. Well, they said, like, Lion King was live action, too, and that was all CG, so... Wait, what? Sure. The new Lion King movie? The that live was... action? I thought they Yeah, the lions animals. and everything, they're all CG, so... No, that's not... But that's all we have for Rumor Mill. All right! So... These rumors have been milled. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Blake. Oh, so we got episode four of Moon Knight today. Uh, has everybody seen that? I have not, but you've I not will seen it. Okay, it well, we're gonna spoil the hell out of it. So spoilers, 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 spoilers. Still here? Okay. So spoilers for episode four of Moon Knight. What a crazy episode oh we got! God. We got the like Indiana Jones slash Tomb huge, Raider huge hybrid. <laughs> yeah, uh, they were. Um, they broke into the tomb of Amit. Well, first they found the tomb of Amit. Uh, who, Layla, got, who got there first? Layla and Steven. Yep. Okay, cool. And they, uh, Layla murdered some people. She straight up just murked some people. I'm going to say, I'm, 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 here, I'm here for it for Layla. She's, she's, she's yeah. warmed up. So yeah. Like, well, I, I love how Mark gets pissed. Like, it's Steven. He, he kisses her. And oh, Jesse, oh yeah. my God! Yeah, and, and Mark is so pissed he punches himself. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Steven's just standing there and his fist just. <laughs> oh, oh, that's fantastic! Yeah. Wow. Uh, then he thing. starts like arguing with him. When he sees his reflection in the water. He's like, "You had a kisser? We had yeah. some issues." That's funny. Yeah, and he also told him that if he even touched her, he would kill him, yeah. right, or something. It's, it's hilarious seeing the personalities argue back and, and forth. And Steven was just like. Oh, okay. What a weird... <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was funny. See, the shit got real, though. He's like, real quick, he let Mark take back over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, it turns out uh, Mark Spector was there when Layla's dad was killed, and Layla didn't know that, and that's how they met. Mark and, actually uh, led the people there to kill her dad. Yeah, and uh, wow. she didn't know that, and they were... Uh, that's how they met. He came to tell her, and then instead he fell in love with her and married her instead. Does she know that now? She does now, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. so, she comes what up the to... F- she walks up to Steven and she says, did you kill my dad? And then Steven, like, his eyes get wide and then it's Mark. She's like, I'm done. Yeah, yeah he just dips. <laughs> what, a, what a harsh thing to, to like somebody that has, is their personality, but they have yeah. the body and then also the personality of the man that you were married to and killed your father. So the really interesting thing was that we then see a bunch of stuff happen. They find well, the, that's Alexander the Great. Yeah, that's so wild. it turns out Alexander the Great was the uh, avatar of Amit previously. I, and, you, know, uh, you know what I thought was going to happen? I thought we were going to see like Imhotep. King the Conqueror's version when he when he ruled Egypt. I thought yeah. it would be like his mummified version. And like they somehow like pulled the bandage back and you could just tell it was uh Johnson Major's face somehow back in the day. I thought that would have been really cool. Yeah, hold on. Because also, you know, they're talking about Ahmed uh was screwed over by his avatar, uh his first avatar. And, and I I'm really thinking it's Imhotep, uh King the Conqueror. That, that's what I'm gonna call right now. Is that's who screwed over. Oh, that'd be uh, interesting. That's yeah. not necessarily not the case, you know. Yeah. And, I mean, they could still plug it in. I still think it's so interesting what we brought up last week about uh, tying kind of into Thor, Love, and Thunder, the theory that not all nine gods were uh, a part of that group uh, yeah. that was talking to Mark. Uh, and yeah. That, what, what a cool, smart, like, 
I think well, even if that's not the case, I think it's cool to think about because Marvel is smart enough and world building enough right. to go, hey, we had nine seats. There's only six. You know, maybe there's more you can meet. Maybe it's even as much as saying we're plugging this into a whole new right. you know thing. Well, uh, well, one of the things I can't help but feel is leading into some of the God stuff we're going to deal with in Thor Love and Thunder is that when they're putting away Khonshu's idol that they've yeah. trapped him in, you see like ten they go to a wall of idols. Like, yeah. like that have all been trapped. All gods have been trapped. So you see, like ten gods have been trapped in these things. Yeah. Uh, so just more, more fodder yeah. for uh, and, and it's, uh, Thor to kill. Uh, who, who's the main one? Is it Horus? Is it, or who, no, Eris? No, oh, no, the main guy. I, th- I think something's shady up with him because he's the one that puts it up on the shelf. Yeah. Oh yeah. With, with, with all the other yeah. avatars. Yeah. yeah they're so. Sure. And what a great way to build build a whole new section of the world to be able to deal with with especially with the. Uh, uh, the dark side of uh, Marvel, you right. know, getting Blade and different things like that. There's nothing that says that he couldn't be dealing with uh, with those uh, groups of people. Oh, also heads up uh, from episode three that I missed last week. Uh, that kid that you know cut the scarf fell off the cliff. Yeah. Uh, on the back of his jacket yep. is actually the artwork for Imhotep Kang the Conqueror. Yep. Okay. That was on that. So they are letting you know that that did happen in, in this MCU. He that's did so go back nuts. in the Egyptian. Yeah, Egyptian that's nuts. Time, so yeah. What another great example there. Uh, then oh then God. then uh, Mark gets shot twice. Right. Falls in the water, and then he wakes up. <laughs> well, you you don't even see him wake up. Yeah. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, it's in an insane asylum. And all these characters you've been seeing through the episodes, you're actually seeing in this insane place, either as nurses or patients or whatever. So we don't even know what's going on. And some of the guards that had just died show up as orderlies. Orderlies, Um, But that's actually from the comics, and that is a place that Khonshu has built for Mark to go to whenever he's severely injured um, to heal. Okay, uh, so that's okay. that's that's directly from the comics. But what's cool about it is that in that place, in that. It, and it's kind of taken directly from the um, uh, uh, Legion TV series because he, he had a similar thing. He had a yeah. mental institution he would go to, and all of his personalities lived in it. So uh, Mark's other states. So Steven is there. You see his sarcophagus, like, b- beaten. He opens it up, and they're here. And they meet, Steven. and they hug, and they're super excited to see each <laughs> other. And also Jake, uh, the third uh, personality is also in a sarcophagus there. But they didn't they let him out, but he was trying. Yeah, I wanted them to open that so bad. But yeah, so that's really cool. So we're uh, Jake Lockley. Um, yeah. So we've gotten to see again. They've hinted at him a couple of times. Turns out he's going to be the super murdery version of of Mark. So we'll uh, see where that goes. And then we get the the hippo god. Which yes, the hippo god is a tower, and yep. and that actually uh, represents life regeneration and rebirth. So. so that's the other thing we're going to the, the thing is that we will get to see the physical representation of these gods. They can show up in here as well and talk directly to Mark and Steven. The uh, voice of it. <laughs> but I do want to say if we don't get uh, and I was telling you this earlier, but if we don't get Mark or Steven in the Moon Knight costume, like for the majority of the next two episodes, I'm going to be pissed. We've had maybe too much Moon Knight. Then we've had maybe like a minute total of him in the yeah, Moon Knight okay. costume for the the four episodes the show has had, and I want to see him be Moon Knight. He I mean, wasn't that's what I tune in episode, for. Was he? No, because Khonshu has been in prison. He doesn't even have the ability right. to turn into Moon Knight you, right now. So, do you think that this is Marvel? Marvel doesn't need to save a penny, but do you think that this, like that type of CGI for a budget for a, a mini series, they're, they're is that storytelling based on a budget, CGI. or is that storytelling that this is just how they were telling the story and they didn't want Moon Knight? I think to a be? bit of both. I hope that it's not 
similar to Falcon and Winter Soldier or uh, WandaVision, where we really don't get much of the characters at all in their costumes and then we end the series and we only get a little bit of it and we're yeah. kind of feeling underwhelmed i hope it's more like loki i'm ready to see some where it gears up the last couple episodes some shit actually happens yeah. even hawkeye like i mean you didn't really have to cgi too much with hawkeye but even with hawkeye you didn't really get like classic hawkeye more a than just a, a little bit yeah, yeah. so uh, i think other than the glowing eyes on moon knight everything else is practical i think he once he's in the costume, that's just a physical costume. Really? So, huh. it's probably a like kind of like how some of these other characters have, where it's a basic costume that they can still CGI, but it yeah. is like a functional costume that is mostly there, and then they just are adding some of the elements. Probably the cape. It. I bet the cape is almost yeah. all CGI. Yeah, like pre pre Robert Downey Jr. with uh, I think Age of Ultron, he yeah. was wearing practical. Suits that they just were CGI and a little bit to make uh, like CGI. Yeah, his last several appearances, even when he was an Iron Man, it was just an upper body piece. Yeah. Um, before they just went full CGI with that. Yeah, I'm definitely ready to see some some big fight scene with Moon Knight that's longer than 30 seconds for sure. Well, you know, yeah, absolutely. That's from uh, the episodes ago, whenever he would like, he got all the spears put him. Like, I never knew that Moon Knight could heal like that, or that it was that yeah. durable. Like, that's kind of a nuts aspect of it. And what a cool thing going forward too, because he's not the strongest hero, but he's also able to heal. So, I mean, he'd be a great addition for some of these teams and fights. I'd like to see Moon Knight fight some of our characters that we've already established. In this yeah, world. that would be cool. That would be really cool. Uh, you know, and uh, with any villain that a hero has to fight, um, his henchmen are always the next, uh, the thing that kind of establish how good that villain might be or isn't, you know, seen a lot of uh, villains both live and die by how terrible their henchmen are. Um, which is why we're doing our top five list of best henchmen or uh, villain sidekicks. Top five. Oh, I'm good. I'm just dying slowly. So welcome to Top 5. So this week we are doing Top 5 uh, either henchmen or villain sidekicks, however you want to uh, uh, however you want to list them. Uh, Blake, since Brittany isn't here, will you kick us off with your number 5? Yeah, number 5, uh, off the Emperor's New Groove, Kronk. Gail of Kronk. Squeak. <laughs> squeaka, 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 squeak, uh, squeak, squeak. Yeah, he don't talk to you. Yeah. The poison? The poison for Wrong Cusco? lever! The poison in, uh, specifically for Cusco? Cusco's poison? God. Uh, yep. <laughs> I hate how much I can quote of that. that like, yeah. great movie, but I just hate that I, like, I can't remember certain things, but I can remember that from a, a show that I, that's like, at least gotta be 15, Dude, it came out when old, I was right? a kid, I think, did it? Ben, can you? Why are you looking at me like it came know. out when I was a kid? Yeah, Danny, you were a teenager. Dad, when this came Danny, out. you were a teenager when I was a kid. When did this come out? Danny, you, this came out when he had his first kid. Probably. <laughs> Jared, how about your number five? <laughs> My number five is uh, Mini Me from Austin Powers. Uh, yeah, never really served much of a purpose, but I always love watching that. Just uh, oh god. It, yeah, the physical comedy alone was totally worth it. Yeah. Uh, what's this? My, uh, uh, Mike, 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 Mike Myers. Mike Myers. I always think that I'm saying that wrong because it's that murder, the, the killer guy's name too. Uh, but yeah, Mike Myers has always been a fantastic uh, person when it comes to physical hmm. comedy. Like I love watching all of those Austin Powers movies. Yeah, uh, uh, Heather, what do we have in chat? Uh, Taylor's number five is himself because he is Ben's henchman. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> Ben's number five. You can do better, Taylor. Pain and Panic, Hercules. Yeah. Uh, Pain and Panic, uh, Bobcat Goldthwait, and uh, I, the, I know the guy who plays uh, Panic. We are worms! Yeah, it's uh, it's the guy that played Lawnmower Man in Lawnmower Man 2. Uh, won an Oscar for that role. Uh, cool. But, uh, yeah, great characters from, uh, from Hercules. Uh, Brittany, was Tim Drake your number Tim. five? Where's her list? Uh, it was Tim Drake. Uh, how is Tim Drake Batman's... You know what? I'm going to give it to you. Tim Drake. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm sure she'll defend it in the comments. Uh, my number five is Professor Oak from Pokemon. Uh, while Ash is out uh, uh, capturing... Uh, harmless animals and making them live in tiny uh, balls and uh, traveling them around and making them fight each other in the uh, video game equivalent of a dog fighting rink. Uh, Professor Oak is assisting him. So I would say Professor Oak is the, uh, the henchman in that what a crazy, ridiculous uh, show to present to young children. These <laughs> things. Like oh, you like cute things. See that one. You can take it. It's yeah. now. Keep it in a ball. It's you know what they love fighting. to do? Blast each other with fire and lightning. <laughs> Use cut. <laughs> if you abuse them enough, they'll never attack you. <laughs> Emperor's New Group came out in 2000. Yeah, that's 22 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, and you're, Wait, how old you're what, your 30? 32, it'll be 33 this year. So you were 10. Yeah. How old was your yeah. oldest child, Danny? Uh, see, Damien was born in 2003. Okay. So No, 2004. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Damien was born in 2004. Wow. Well, close enough. So, so Yeah. <laughs> wow. There you go. Right, right along those lines. Blake, how about you give us your number four? Number four is a team of henchmen. Uh, Hydra. Hydra's everywhere. They're henchmen everywhere. And some loyal bastards they are. I mean, so, uh, yeah. Hell Hydra. So, you never know who it's going to be. I don't know if you saw this in the chat, but you ruined Taylor's list. Uh, you got ahead of him for once. Good job. Jared, you're number four. My number four is as soon as I load it up, uh, Bellatrix Lestrange from Harry Potter. Yeah, that's uh, a crazy bitch. You know, it's kind of crazy to think, like, if Voldemort wasn't there to rile her in, like, what kind of mayhem she would have gotten to. Like, she was less of, like, a, like a you know, loyal lieutenant as much as she was, like, the crazy person that you had to hold back from yeah. murdering everybody. But, yeah, well, very scary lady. Uh, hmm. Helen Mirren, uh, what's her name? Uh, Helen Mirren. Uh, <laughs> uh, fantastic actress, actress. She played very well in that. Yeah. Uh, and apparently she had a uh, – when I was watching the Harry Potter reunion special, she had a mildly inappropriate relationship with Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, yeah. They flirted with They're each other all now. the time. Yeah, sure. You heard it from here. I have a source from inside the, the place that they be fucking now. They be fucking. They be fucking. I wonder how Tim Burton feels about that since they're married. So Tim Burton's probably going to write a screenplay about it. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Deppel star. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> Heather, what do we got in the chat? Taylor's number four is Sabretooth. Nice, 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 nice. Uh, Wolverine's best friend. Ben's number four is Harley Quinn. <laughs> yeah, the Joker's uh, second, or the Joker's ex, uh, his, uh, used to be his main gal, got replaced by, uh, shit, what's her name? Punchline. Got replaced by Punchline. What else we got? Brittany's number four is Owen Bennett. Gargoyles. I freaking love Gargoyles. Yes. I love that whole series. She, uh, she did a 
give you a reason for why it was Tim Drake. Oh, did I miss it? Uh, oh, yeah, when he turned into the Joker in Batman Beyond. Thank you. Totally right. Uh, cool, 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 cool. My number four <laughs> is Evil Lynn from uh, He-Man. Uh, it's Skeletor's ride or die. Uh, she's uh, she's always got his back, and uh, she's a foil to the sorceress. And... Uh, Tila, so uh, Evil Lynn, a bad bitch, all the way back in the 80s. Blake, you're number three. All right, uh, the MCU Squidward uh, from the Black Order, Ebony Maw. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say Squidward. The MCU Squidward. Uh, yeah, the, I mean, he's, he's uh, telekinetic. I mean, he's got telekinesis powers. Uh, so And magic. Yeah, and magic. So. I mean, the whole yeah, Black pretty Order awesome powers he has. pretty uh, crazy. Like, they're... Amongst the uh, MCU, like they weren't like you know low tone people. They were some heavy fucking hitters, man. I mean, the yeah. children of Thanos. They, you know, they killed their way to the top. Uh, every child that he adopted, they had to fight for their place. But yeah, that's my number three. Uh, Helena Bonham Carter and Tim Burton split in 2014. Wow, did not know that. Now she wants in Harry Potter's pants. Now, Thank now, you, Taylor. Now she now she <laughs> want, wants a uh, uh, to be in Gryffindor. Yeah. Sex. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Not, uh, not all of them are home runs, guys. Six right? points for Gryffindor. There you go. Uh, Jared. <laughs> six inches for Gryffindor. Right, What's cool. your number uh, three? <laughs> my, are you familiar with Shawshank Redemption? I do. I love Shawshank Redemption. Uh, the book Cassidy, or the movie? The character played by Clancy Brown. Uh, yeah. One of the most menacing characters I've ever seen put to film. Yeah, Mr. Krabs. Uh, was fucking nuts. He is a henchman because the warden was the main baddie and he was a fucking psychopath. But this guy was crazy. Every time I saw him on screen, I got really nervous because, you know, he was just a creepy dude. So yeah. Clancy Brown has been terrifying me since my childhood. He's also uh, Kurgan from the original Highlander movie. What was He was the uh, drill sergeant from um, uh, uh, Starship Troopers. Yes, God. and... He's the villain in the uh, Netflix Punisher series. Was he a uh, Street Fighter? Was he the bat? No, that was no, the guy. no. That was uh, uh, God damn it! What is his name? He he was also Gomez uh, Adams. In my head. Yeah. Uh, what a terrible movie that was. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's a the Street Fighter is an awful, awful yeah. movie. Uh, but uh, yeah, so Clancy Brown, great character, great actor. Uh, super nice guy, uh, but yeah, also the voice of Mr. Krabs on SpongeBob, <gasps> as, right. as well as being a total probably his best badass in real life. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. What was your two biggest roles? Shawshank Redemption and uh, Mr. Krabs. <laughs> I won an Oscar and a Teen Choice Award. I bet he made more money playing Mr. Krabs. Same here. Too. Uh, <laughs> Heather, hit us with chat. Brittany's number three is Iago from uh, uh, Aladdin. 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 Yeah. Taylor's uh, number three is the League of Assassins. Yeah, I, well, I don't want to gloss over Iago because that was uh, uh, my brain is giving up. Uh, what? Jafar's henchman. The voice actor. Oh, he uh, just died. He's got to play the Affleck guy. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Gilbert Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey, Gilbert Godfrey yeah. voice what a Iago. Crazy name yeah. <laughs> What's your last name? Godfrey. Gilbert. Yeah, that's the Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> Whenever they did the roast of Bob Saget and he told that story about the first time he had sex and he lost his virginity to Joan uh, Rivers, it's like the funniest thing I've ever seen at a roast. Uh, it's hilarious. But uh, R.I.P. Gilbert Gottfried, F in the chat for to pay your respects. Uh, what else we got in chat? Um, Ben's number three is Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah, two for uh, Shredder's Shredder's main men. Yep. Uh, I was like fighting them in that uh, the uh, uh, 
arcade the game. Yeah. yeah. They were so... I was like, oh, yeah, this is great. I'm totally going to get far with this quarter I put in there. And then they yeah. came in and I was Fucking dead. Bebop is the first one you come up against, and yeah, he just nuts. rocks your world. Yeah, for, for a game, Bebop. like, the level of tier, like, I'd hate to get to the end. I would never be able to win that if I can't get past these motherfuckers. Yeah. Like, uh, got anything else in chat? No, that was good. Okay, my number three, the Daleks from uh, Doctor Who, the henchman of Davros, uh, oh, creator yeah. of the Daleks. They're basically space Nazis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, we uh, watched that the other night. Yeah. yeah. So originally, back to back. originally, whenever uh, in the 60s, when they introduced the Daleks to Doctor Who, they were salt and pepper shakers that they had attached uh, plungers to and uh, beaters. And uh, hmm. they uh, made some of the scariest villains in sci-fi history out of these couple of weird things. Oh, they, the they, one we watched the other night was Sugar Shakers. Yeah, it was Sugar Yeah, Sugar Shakers. Those pepper. were different. Those were different yeah. aliens then. Wow. Because uh, there was the Sugar Shakers. It was like the ones you see in the diners that yeah. have the little, it's the clear glass ones. With the <laughs> ben, everyone, everyone loves Doctor Who. All the best people watch Doctor Who. Blake, you're number two. He has a blazer on. He's better than you, and he doesn't watch Doctor Who. <laughs> fight that if you want. Um, you don't have a blazer on. My number two is uh, I had just minions on there. Yeah. If I, had oh. to pick, if I had to pick minions, I, w- I would say Carl. Carl? <laughs> Carl's yeah. dog shit. Banana? Where is that, man? But, uh, yeah. Uh, man, I could watch minions all freaking day long. It's probably, I don't know. I, that's my number two. Probably should be my number one. I could watch minions all day, every day. Yeah, Brittany just put her number three up in the chat. Or her number two, never mind. Carry on. Jared, your number you know, two? You know, every time I like to eat a lot of candy, mm-hmm. uh, I love watching those minions. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> they, I just saw the trailer for the uh, Rising of Gru movie or whatever. It's where he, when he's a kid. Yeah. I've, I don't care. I'm kind of over minions I'm for not. sure. I, never they're over so, minions. They're so funny. That minions ba, movie. Ba, it ba, was just ba, so ba, 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 yeah. <laughs> but not not a cut. Funny. I don't care. I'm 33. I like the minions. Yeah. I'm I'm behind you, Blake. If, uh, if if I if they were real, I would definitely own one. Yeah, that's literally the only way Steve Carell pays his bills these days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my number two is uh, Major Arnold from uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Some would consider him to be uh, the main villain but you also have to remember his boss was hitler yeah so he's not the main guy because hitler was worse than he was yeah the, you know the that, villain from history you know that guy hitler. that guy that was the guy that burned his hand on the medallion and had the creepy uh child molester lips uh-huh very scary what? dude he just yeah his whole him. face melts yeah. uh right he, there he at the arc lips man he yeah. had thin lips yeah he's a creepy dude yeah uh but uh, he's very scary got his face melted there at the end and, and and he was a part of one of the uh, greatest failures of screenwriting in history because Raiders of the Lost Ark, did, Indiana Jones didn't accomplish anything. So. That's true. He is he's a bystander for the entirety of that story. Such a stupid, <laughs> such a stupid movie. But it doesn't make it any less entertaining. It doesn't make it any less entertaining. But when you really think about it, all he, everything that he did, literally, he got caught and through the grace of God's creation of the the Ark. That was the real hero of the show. Yeah, but maybe the the fact that Indiana Jones, on his first big adventure, wasn't able to affect any change is what led to him being so effective in Temple of Doom. Sure, yeah, that's what a losing argument would sound like. But... <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Heather, what we got in chat? You don't have to read that whole novel Ben put up there. <laughs> Brittany's number two is... Dabby, M-H-A. I don't know what that means. Dobby. My Hero Academia. It's Dobby. Okay. Taylor's number two is Deathstroke. Oh. 
Deathstroke the Terminator. Deathstroke has been the main villain in a lot of his comics and stuff, but he's also been a henchman of several different groups and kind of the the like the lieutenant of uh, like the big the big bad uh, collaborations like yeah. Legion of Doom. Like there's he was kind of their hitman for a while. He was. Uh, um, did, did did you ever see Young Justice? You ever watched Young Justice? Yeah. Was the the light that they came up with was that just something they did for the show, or was that in the comics? I didn't never. I re- don't remember. Okay, I couldn't remember either. But he in that show he was also kind of their like uh, their assassin hitman kind of strong arm dude. So uh, watch, watch that show. Dude. What the uh, the the interesting thing with uh, Deathstroke is that he goes back and forth between being a hero and actually having his own comic line where he's saving people and then a villain again and then a good guy and then a villain and then a good guy and then a villain. It's 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 such a weird thing with him because yeah. they're like, let's make him, you know, morally ambiguous and then he can do bad things and good things and it doesn't matter. And then he can be fighting Batman and Gotham and helping the Joker for no reason. And then he can be saving people the next week. He's a complicated man. I feel like Ben's. Does need to be read. His number yeah, two. Uh, uh, I want to go ahead and give my number two before I read Ben's <laughs> thing about his number two. So my number two is Starscream, uh, the the uh, right hand man of Megatron. Uh, you know, through all of Generation One, all the way up into uh, Ultron, uh, turning them into new characters and. Megatron gets turned into Galvatron, and and then he comes back and kills Starscream. Definitely the better of the two henchmen that that, uh, Megatron had, because obviously Soundwave didn't even make it to Generation 2. But uh, Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) What was Ben's number two on that? Ben's number two says Soundwave. Say it with some conviction, (laughs) Unlike Starscream, he was loyal to the core. He was ready to lay his life on the line for Megatron. Starscream was constantly trying to replace Megatron, and Megatron knew he was dirty, dirty scoundrel. Soundwave is way better than Starscream. Fuck your number two, Danny. (laughs) Yeah, uh, well, uh, the thing that you have to understand between uh, Starscream and Megatron is that Megatron admired Starscream uh, being as underhanded as he was, and that's why he kept him around instead of just wiping him out. Until, obviously, he turned his back on him and threw him out into space off of the uh, space train. And then when he came back as Galvatron, he blasted him right in the fucking face. But, yeah, R.I.P. Starscream. Also, uh, I was just watching Transformers uh, before I came over. That's kind of I funny. love I love Transformers, especially Transformers the movie. Uh, Blake, you're number one. With my number one has already been mentioned. By no, Taylor not with Shia LaBeouf. But uh, as we talked earlier with Taylor's uh, Sabretooth. So yeah, yeah. So not yeah. Wolverine's brother. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the Brotherhood as a whole, Blake, were uh, that was pretty. Good. Well, I, I did have the, I did have the Brotherhood, but then I got you know. I mean, honestly, I they felt were all pressure hinge, on yeah. to pick somebody. Yeah, was the Brotherhood were for a long time they were just underlings to Magneto. So right. technically speaking, you could say that Sabretooth was. And yeah. All of the Brotherhood Magneto. were pretty much under Magneto. So. Yeah, that's that, true. Uh, Blob, Quicksilver. Uh, Scarlet Domino Witch, for a while. Uh, yep. Mystique. Yep. My my favorite thing is that in the seventies, the sixties and seventies, when they introduced the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, they called themselves the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, and then move into the future where they're trying to say they actually have a political stance, and and Marvel was kind of like, well, they wouldn't really label themselves as evil, so then they just changed it to the brother Brotherhood of Mutants. Uh, which I just think it's so funny that they were just like, maybe they wouldn't call themselves evil, you know, <laughs> like you didn't think of that at first. Like we're the, Oh, we're the, we're clearly the bad guys. We're the brotherhood of evil mutants, you know? 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jared, you're number one. My number one is uh, literally the greatest henchman of all time, and that is Darth Vader, uh, the henchman of the Emperor. Let's not forget, Darth Vader was not the most powerful person in Star Wars. He was second. Lord so, Vader? Lord Vader. Darth <laughs> Vader. Yes. Anakin Skywalker for, for some. Uh, yeah. The savior of the Jedi race, the, yeah, the one who savior, would bring yeah. balance. He saved them from living any longer. He he allowed them to all die. You know, it's crazy. He about saved that. some younglings from having to take their next breath, that's for sure. If you're interested in getting into Star Wars stuff, I would thoroughly suggest a lot of their comic stuff because they lay in hard on the lore of post-Return uh, uh, of the Jedi, pre-anything uh, else. Like, that's the whole – like. Uh, Darth Vader. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not uh, that. It's uh, post Revenge of the Sith into uh, 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 New Hope. Uh, like he does a lot of crazy stuff. Like Darth Vader's a badass, but he still wasn't the Emperor. Man, <laughs> definitely wasn't. There. I still say to this day, Prime Yoda could have beaten Prime Darth Vader. Prime Yoda couldn't beat the Emperor, though. Yeah, Prime Yoda, like, 200 years prior to uh, Revenge of the Sith, like, when he was in his, his prime and not older age, or what? I, honestly, I still think that uh, uh, Yoda fighting uh, Count Dooku could have probably taken Vader. I mean, Yoda... Yeah. If, here's the thing, is Yoda didn't want to kill nobody. If, if, if we if we really think Yoda comes into that saying, yeah, I gotta, I gotta kill you... I think Yoda's got it. I think He's so, too. I think the most interesting thing about uh, the progression of Star Wars and the abilities of Jedi is that whenever you get New Hope, uh, Vader and Obi-Wan square off against each other, and it's two 60-year-old dudes in uh, costumes, uh, and they're just kind of swinging sticks at each other. Fast forward to the new trilogy, they're doing like backflips and front flips and jumping like yeah. 60 feet in the that's, air that's and running faster anymore yeah, count, yeah. Count Dooku's like almost 70 years old and he's still just just <laughs> killing fools left and right yeah. frank yeah. Oz is one hell of a puppeteer yeah we got connor from the rcm cast in the chat hey connor what's up man uh that's really funny yeah uh heather what we got in chat Brittany and taylor both have Kronk as number one I mean, he's one of the greatest henchmen of, of all time ever. And, oh, yeah, uh, yeah Pat, voiced by Patrick Warburton, who was also the Tick, uh, one of the coolest superheroes of all time. Ben's number one is henchman number 21 and 24, the Venture Brothers. I love the Venture Brothers, uh, 21 and 24, hilarious. Uh, the Venture Brothers, it is a twist on 1950s Hanna-Barbera cartoons. Mm. Uh, 56, uh, probably like 60s and 70s Hanna-Barbera cartoons, like Johnny Quest. Okay, I know Johnny um, Quest. Yeah, except it's like modern, ultra-violent, sexual, and just all around a great time. Mm. Uh, and they're, the main villain, uh, well, he's on and off the main villain of the series, the Monarch, is a big foul-mouthed butterfly, and uh, he has these henchmen, 21 and 24, who, who are just hilarious. Like, through the whole series, they're so funny. And they actually managed to kill the Ventures off at one point and then find out they're all clones. But uh, <laughs> Spoilers, goddamn. Yeah. Well, Venture Brothers, is, Venture Brothers has been over for, like, 15 years, so that's on you. It still hurts, Danny. Uh, so my number one uh, is Destro from G.I. Joe. Uh, Cobra Commander was A, also Starscream, and B, uh, <laughs> was uh, completely ineffective. But Destro was the man with the plan. He was always, always coming up with some way to 
make the Joes' uh, life more difficult. And if if Cobra Commander could have gotten out of the way, Destro probably would have won for for Cobra. So thankfully that never happened. Listen, Cobra Commander was a real real good good guy. All right, Destro was a punk bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, Cobra Commander and uh, Starscream, both voiced by the same guy and the same voice for both of them. Oh, really? We should, yeah. get, we should, get, we should get the uh, those two uh, voice actors to come to Comic-Con. The, the and, then, <laughs> and that way you guys can have them argue it out. Yeah. That would be One the, guy. That would be the, oh, no, no, like, so, what was it, Starscream and then who's the other? Uh, oh, Soundwave? That. That is yeah. what we need to get right there. Soundwave was like, what was that um, toy that they had in the 80s for kids where you could punch in words and it would say them? It was terrifying. Yeah, I don't it's remember. Like that. a robot. Yeah, yeah. That's what Soundwave was. That's who. That's who voiced Soundwave. Nice. So yeah, it's it's <laughs> awful. I would love uh, that. One of my favorite lines. Uh, so s- s- there was Blaster and Soundwave, and they were both boomboxes, and their tape cassettes that came out of them are also Transformers, and uh, Soundwave had these two mouthy robots that popped out of him, and uh, in. Uh, the Transformers movie, uh, whenever they – Soundwave wants to be the leader. He wants to replace Megatron. And they uh, they call Soundwave an uncharismatic boar. And the mouthy uh, Decepticon says, uh, don't you call Soundwave uncharismatic? And it's just one of the weirdest, like <laughs> – anyway, I, I think it's funny. Uh... Anyway, <laughs> so this has been our top five. Feel free to share your list in the comments, uh, and we will – I'm sorry. I'm making gross sniffly noises into the yeah. microphone. Uh, put your top fives in the comments if you haven't already, and we will read them and comment on them as we see them. I'm dying. Sorry. Go ahead, Heather, with the – Top What do you guys think we should do next week? Oh, top five. Hmm. Hey, let's do this in honor of uh, in honor of uh, Thor: Love and Thunder coming out. Let's do top five mythological gods. gods. Yes, yeah. that's great. I, I love it. it. It ties so, into Moon Knight as well. Yeah, there's so many that are part of both DC and uh, Marvel universes, and then also uh, uh, outside of that. I like that. So, yeah. Yeah, I love it. Uh, so, yes, uh, next week it will be top five uh, gods. Yep. I don't even think you say, have to say mythological, just top five gods. Yeah, yeah. some people believe in them, different ones. So. Yeah, that's how gods work. Right. There's only one There's only one god, though, and he doesn't doesn't wear that. Yeah. Is that, that what he said? He doesn't, yeah, he doesn't there's only like one that. god, ma'am, and he yeah. doesn't wear... It look like that. Yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, we butchered it. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Just is it? The podcast is it? He doesn't wear a cape. Yeah, yeah that's what it is. He doesn't yeah. wear a cape. Yeah, cool. Nailed it. Uh, come to us for all your expertise on nerd uh, movies, quotes, comments. That is the purest form of anything: is people chatting about something, and somebody misquotes, and then the other people go to correct, and then they also yeah. misquote. <laughs> you all realize that you probably shouldn't have brought it up in the first place. Thanks for like, double checking me on that like, one. That's, that's pure nerd fandom of, of just people chatting right there. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah. Um, are we uh, able to watch that trailer or not? Oh, frick.
I forgot about it. No, no, it's fine. We can, we can. I mean, honestly, we, we let's let's do that. I mean, we can watch it later and post a video up about it. But I'd yeah. be really interested to see if uh, everybody watches it and kind of posts up what they think because yeah. this is yeah. a very interesting trailer and it could go a lot of different ways. You know, like there's I, I, there's a lot of storyline. Or you could give me like two seconds and I could fix it. Well, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll, <laughs> right, yeah. Listen, I'm gonna do. I was right. trying to treat. I was trying to help yeah. out and just flow yeah. through it. But all right. Hang tight. You guys riff for a second. Yeah. Maybe we should do a segment of uh, Comically Inclined After Dark. <laughs> you got to do your voice. <laughs> Welcome back to Comically Inclined After Dark. My name's Jared, and with me is the sexiest man in town, Blake Hickman. Blake, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing pretty good. Oh, fantastic. Tonight, we're going to talk about the sexy side of comics. We are. Uh, and we're going to talk about some of the sexiest people to ever live. Uh, Blake, who, who would you define as being a sexy superhero? Uh, see, uh, not Brie Larson. So, uh. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. I, I would fantastic. say probably, uh, you know, Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool. Oh my gosh, what a what a yeah. what a, what a Wade, treat! Wade what Wilson. a treat! Superman. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Superman uh, from from out from out in left field. All right, yeah, Superman. <laughs> listen, I. How about yours? Listen, if it's between Superman and Batman. I'm going with Batman every single time. Which one? Superman's no. I'm going with Batman. Superman's oh, going to be polite, <laughs> but Superman's the one you take home, you right, know, right, to meet right. the parents. Batman's Batman, the one you, you do in your Oldsmobile, you know. Yeah, like, it's got yeah. the money. You go yeah, yeah. make tortured you past. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Superman, you're out in the fucking cornfield. Yeah, what, yeah. where's he going to take you on a date? And it's know? never good when a corn cob gets stuck yeah. somewhere. So listen, I'll take I'll take Bruce Wayne and Batman over yeah. Clark Kent. And you take Superman. away his superhero uh, costume, what is he still? He just, yeah, I can write an article. A yeah, yeah, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, all right, so this just end, uh, we would uh, do Batman over Superman. Oh, so, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Fantastic. Plus, everybody uh, likes a little dark side anyways. You do know? you think that Chris Hemsworth can get any sexier? Uh, no, no. No? Did you yeah. see how blue his eyes are in the new trailer? Oh, they're so... And his hair is oh, so yeah. long. Luscious locks. God, yeah. it's so... Like, you know what's nuts? Is he's so big that it almost seems oh, like he's yeah. not big because yeah. he has <laughs> he has more muscles than the average right. person, so they're so big that I'm like, that guy's not that big, and then you yeah. see him next to other people, and you're yeah, like, God damn it. He's big. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, he is... Yeah, I wish that I could be as ripped as that yeah. guy, but... Uh, so, so what's your favorite... Uh, what, what's your sexiest uh, female superhero you prefer? Sexiest female superhero? Oh, God. You know, I gotta think about this. You know, I, honestly, I've always had a thing for Domino. I've loved yeah. the uh, yep. the white the white. She is patch. sexy. Yeah, very very attractive. Always loved her style too. You know, luck as a thing. Sure. Like it'd be we'd be in for a wild night. So, but if she relies on luck, I don't think yep. I'd ever cross paths with her. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I can pick you know one, but I think uh, uh, Jennifer Lawrence yeah, playing Mystique. Mystique, yeah. Yep. I mean, honestly, Mystique in general would have, yeah. yeah. Sure. Oof. Well, both versions, actually. Would it be cheating if you said Mystique change into this person tonight? It would make you wonder. <laughs> it takes role play to a whole new level. Yeah, yeah, that'd be, yeah, that'd be nuts. But she'd be like, Jared, I'm not dressing as your mom again. Danny, <laughs> you know, we're, Welcome back. Quality, we're call, having a quality uh, segment here, and you're ruining it. This is my first time on Comically Inclined After Dark. Oh, uh, hey, we got a special guest tonight, uh, Danny. Yeah. Danny oh, Stewart. look at the time. Long-time yeah. listener, first-time caller. Well, we, right. we, we're running out of time. Yeah, sorry we about that, Danny. Uh, hey, Danny, better look next time. <laughs> thank you all of our sponsors for the yeah. evening. Uh, any of the dirty porn sites you watch, those are definitely our sponsors. And also, <laughs> also uh, J Jiffy Lube. So, uh, <laughs> for Comically Inclined After Dark, you guys have a nice evening.
Taylor, Taylor Burton said Power Girl for reasons. Uh, my favorite thing about Power Girl is that they left the opening in her uh, chest completely open just so you could see her cleavage, but then they retconned it to where, like, when she explained why she has no symbol on her chest and it's just an opening, she was like, well, I didn't want to steal the Superman logo and I couldn't think of what to put there, so I just left it open. Welcome back to Comically Inclined After Dark. Uh, you know, keeping it sexy here this evening. Yeah, Blake, so. let me let me ask you a question. When you're uh, you know getting cozy for an evening and you're yeah. looking for a sexy snack, what do you what's your go to? Uh, peanut butter. Pe- <laughs> yep. <laughs> peanut butter. Fantastic. Yep. Every time I want to get oh sexy, I, I think let me let me stick my finger into a jar of peanut butter. Uh, I'm hoping that's what we're sticking into the jar of peanut well, butter. Well, you right? said sexy times, so I mean, I guess I got confused. Let, let me, me ask let you, me retract my statement. Let me ask you. Re- let me ask. Oh, okay. Yeah, go uh, ahead. <laughs> well, speaking of love and thunder, how about we watch the new trailer for Thor: Love and Thunder? Let's do it. <laughs> I forgot about that. I was gonna vamp and. <laughs> Are you done? I mean. Do you think like they they Peter Cole would return the sentiment, or no? They, but like okay, if he's just into him, I was just gonna say like it, you know I don't think it would be returned just because they're still trying to explore the storyline of finding yeah. Gamora again, you know. So that kind of derailed if he's uh, yeah. I mean, I if I was Peter Quill, yeah, maybe. Who knows? But that was a really good trailer, Danny. Uh, let's talk about it some. Uh, yeah, so I'm excited about it. Uh, like I was saying earlier, I don't know if they're doing a body double for Jane Foster or if that's actually Natalie Portman. Well, I know they said that she was working out and stuff. So uh, the only way I think they might have did a body double is if they you know, had problems like Robert Pattinson. He just wasn't you know gaining any muscle or definition. Uh, so maybe they might have had to do that, but I haven't heard. Uh, I really do want to know too when he's doing the workout there. You know, with the chains, you have that big skeleton there. Is that of a dwarf? You know. Uh, uh, like from Nevelir, yeah. Uh, or or what's what's that from? It it could be. It looks like a I, door skeleton. But he's chained up, so he probably. I'm not sure what he would from, be. Uh, Ragnarok, maybe. Yeah, but he's definitely a humanoid. He's got oh, is he a really? humanoid oh. form? Yeah, yeah. I'd have to watch it. I'd, what is I'd it? Henry go through and M- M- fourth time. M- 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 can't remember. <laughs> Peter Dinklage. Yeah. So, uh, the scene that uh, Valkyrie was sitting on the throne was that was not in. Uh, Olympus, that was on New right. Asgard, right? Yeah, Correct. It looked like she had like a, a whole bunch of government officials there, like at some ruling or something. Well, I mean, you're probably assuming that now that it's in the future, that New Asgard has become its own entity within the world as you know, functioning government, and that you know, probably part of that was because of the fact that they fought uh, Thanos's army, you know, sure. and helped everybody come back. So probably definitely granting their own land and stuff so now instead of it just being like kind of a commune of of people it's actually turned into a, a real life you know small country a tourist whatever. location yeah. from when, the look of when it when you see more goat goat arches and goats yeah stuff like uh from asgard yeah and then you see a bunch of cruise cruise liner ships at, uh, at the docks oh yeah yeah, yeah. that's really yeah cool. so so they've got their own uh economy um they're you know dealing with the rest of the world and then, yeah, the blue-haired lady that Thor is kissing on the boat. I have to assume there's some sort of uh, a montage of him adventuring, yeah, uh, trying to figure himself out. Or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, and then that's when he kisses the lady on the boat. Is this, in terms of timeline, is this the is this the farthest ahead, or is this saying that this isn't during a time period like around some of these other movies that have come out? Because right now we have Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi, uh, We've had all of the shows. We've had No Way Home, uh, and if we had an, I know we had Black Widow, but that was previous. Yeah, it was that stuff. Earlier. So are we saying that this has happened like 
the furthest out. The on furthest timeline. out. You know what I heard the other day was like Moon Knight's taking place like eight years after the snap, or after the. Uh... Well, that makes sense. I mean, it was five years well, yeah, after so the I, snap. So I guess it'd be three years after then, Endgame. Uh, so, No Way Home was the furthest forward in the timeline, and then Hawkeye takes place after that. Right. I'm thinking Moon Knight's further along than that. It. I could, uh, I could be wrong though. Yeah, but like, what? What? Still, an interesting concept because over this time period, we've had oh, in the Eternals as well, we've had uh, an Eternal uh, or a um, Celestial get basically turned into stone right. in one of our major bodies of water. So that's been a thing. Uh, Shang Chi's uh, surfaced, and so you know now there, you know, you know at least somewhat of an existence of like otherworldly magic type stuff. We've had uh, this uh, No Way Home. Uh, with all the portals, you know, and new villains like that. I mean, and then, and then, you know, the fact that you have uh, Asgard, you know, Asgardians living on Earth, like people sure. are getting way more uh, normalized with all these things. So it's actually kind of feeling like a very comic lived in the world. Because you imagine being a normal person living in New York City, knowing about all of these right. freaking heroes, like you wouldn't be surprised about anything anymore. So it, it's kind of cool now because, like, with the cruise ships, you're like people are coming to you know view the asgardians right. and it's not like a weird uh you know thing and anymore no way home i mean it takes place i mean maybe max two years after snap because he's graduating high school it's longer than that because far from home takes place after the snap uh which no way home takes place right after and then six months is right. whatever was he, fresh- was he a freshman or a sophomore senior in, uh, he- no i'm saying in uh homecoming he would have had to have been a junior because he was going into his senior year yeah. Because No Way Home picks up right at the end. Well, the then summer technically, break. wouldn't it be one right. year after Endgame? Because if he got snapped his junior year and he came yeah. back, he'd have one more year of school, and he's still looking to go to college in No Way Home because they're all trying to go to college together. I would say that boom, he got snapped in his sophomore year, came okay, back and had to be, finish that, that year, took his that. junior year. That's whenever Far From Home took place. And then he had the summer between which is what are you swinging mj around and all that and then yeah. j jonah jameson drops his identity and then we get no way home boom there it is sounds plausible yeah but makes sense but uh, I mean, anyway like it'd be interesting to kind of see where they're fitting this into the timeline with stuff yeah uh i'm willing to bet multiverse of madness is going to be the furthest forward in the timeline sure. and then i don't know where we're going to see love and thunder yeah. fall because we, we may not even get any notice except for if they reference anything that's happening by some of the gods that are getting attacked like this all seems like it's except for new asgard is taking place outside of the spectrum of earth so you know they we may not get too much information as to what's going on it'll be interesting to see um no way home takes place in 2024 before hawkeye i thought it was 2026 um but i could be wrong um but the it'll be interesting to see what the timeline for gore looks like like how long he's been going around killing gods before he gets to the the norse pantheon yeah and gets on uh, Thor's radar. That is right, because uh, in No Way Home, he's swinging through uh, where they ice Times Square. Times Square, yeah, uh, where they ice skate and you get the big uh, tree, and that that Hawkeye done knocks that tree down and it's still up. So, so yeah, that's here, true. Here's the real question about this: Are you guys more excited for Doctor Strange? Or are you more excited for Thor? Doctor Strange for sure. Really? Yeah, yeah. Still, still, Multiverse of Madness. Just that's my most anticipated one right now. I I think I just have this feeling that. Multiverse of Madness is going to have some real consequences, 
And I feel like by the time we get to the end of Love and Thunder, we're just going to be wrapping up Chris Hemsworth Thor storyline and not really setting anything beyond like the mighty Thor and forward in motion for the MCU. Sure. That's fair. This all of this multiversal stuff has been leading up to Ant Man three, where we introduce Kang, um, and and I think Multiverse of Madness is opening up the, the more celestial or more magical, more um, mystical side of the MCU, and I think that's its intent, and it's going to give us a whole other angle that that the MCU is going to go towards. Right. And I just don't feel like Love and Thunder is going to give us anything other than just a fun Thor adventure. And at some point, Hemsworth is going to hang up the hammer, and maybe he'll pop up here and there. But like his his standalone Thor movies will kind of be over after this one. Hmm. I mean, honestly, it's him having his fourth standalone is is relatively well deserved because yeah. he started off as his movies were like not that great and then they've turned in like i mean ragnarok and then i would assume if this goes the way that everybody's thinking and uh, love and thunder is going to be some of the most favorite you know mc movies that we have so hey it's cool yeah. i would have liked to have seen maybe captain america uh have one rdj was pretty much you know he didn't really need to have any more mm-hmm. story arc stuff i still but... want to see a disney plus series and there'll be six six episodes where you see in each episode Cap take a stone back in time, and each episode is taking that back. That'd be interesting. That that would be cool. I'd watch that. Uh, RCM cast asked if we thought that third person that's missing from that scene in the trailer might be Deadpool. He said he saw that rumor that it could be Deadpool in the scene. You know, I like maybe, but th- it sounds like that's the point where, or from what I wa- watched from it, it looks like that's where the Guardians leave. Thor's left alone, and then that's where the first act kind of begins after that that first battle that they have together. Because I don't think the Guardians are going to be in it that long. So if that's the case, I just think it'd be a weird pool to kind of connect those, and then also have dead yeah. if Deadpool's along for the whole ride. Like you don't just cameo Deadpool, right? And if he's along for the whole ride, it just sets a different tone than what I think right. they're they're going for, especially with Gore. Because I think this is going to be a funny, but it's also going to be kind of. Uh, very very serious uh, yeah. at points to you know I don't know they said this Thor movie is going to make you laugh and cry equally. So theories, who do you think the third person standing there is? What was the scene? So it's the scene where the guardians are flying away. Thor's in the middle. Korg is on his one side, and there's an opening on the other side where there's nobody at all. Mm-hmm. Now we know from Endgame, whenever there was the huge vacancy in that scene, that that's where Pepper was, Pepper and they had edited her out. Um. So the theory is that this be. is another spot where they've edited a character I mean, out. The most obvious one that they could is Meek, but yeah, I mean why, that's why not why the most they? excited. You know, There's the really no point hiding that. Yeah, uh, maybe that's a ghost. You know, Korg being friends with a ghost. To Taylor to Taylor Burton says Beta Ray, baby. That, well, that would be that would be, that would be, nuts. be so that would be interesting because you could have Beta Ray. Thor and Jane Foster Thor as the three Thors fighting Gore. Yeah. Dude, and that'd that be a be really sick. tight way to both introduce I vote that Jane one. Foster and Beta Ray. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what Beta Ray is going to be wielding. It's because yeah, it shows Stormbreaker's you know, already taken. Yeah, she's got Mjolnir. He's got Stormbreaker. Thunderstrike. Thunder, yeah, I mean. I mean, he's dressed in the Thunderstrike costume in the, the movie. Um, that is the one thing that hasn't been wielded in the MCU yet is Thunderstrike. Yeah. So it would make more sense to give that to Beta Ray Bill. Yeah, that and would be a good character they would want to hide and be a hide and be a surprise character. 
And I yeah. and I don't think they're gonna deal with uh, multiversal stuff with this very much. If that, I mean, it'd be a long leap for them to introduce that here with mm-hmm. Thor and all these characters. So I don't think they're grabbing Thors from a different universe unless they somehow tie in uh, what No Way Home's effect had is saying that that branched farther out and maybe, you know, but that'd be a, that's a big leap. Like, I would assume that, I mean, Beta Ray Bill's actually a very good... Uh, ben made a good point. Maybe if he leaves Stormbreaker on that hill and doesn't bring it with him, maybe Beta Ray Bill picks it up. Yeah. Maybe that is... Uh, and, but I I wouldn't think that we would see him in the scene where the Guardians leave him, though, if that was in, the case. In this, uh, in the uh, linear path of Thor in the uh, MCU, Thor still has the power of of Odin in him. Because, I uh-huh. mean, Odin's power the was Odin probably force. derived from Asgard, and since that's destroyed, does the Od- I mean, does the Odin force, is that still as strong in Thor, do you think? Because, I mean, if that's the case... Dude doesn't necessarily need a hammer. He can go raiding all over people's asses, you know. Well, that was the line in um, in Ragnarok that you know. You got the god of hammers. <laughs> no, but that that your home is more than just yeah Asgard. Your yeah, it's the people. Because Infinity yeah, War, home is the people. Uh, Ragnarok, Infinity War, Endgame all showed super powerful, more powerful Thor than what he was <clears throat> right. pre that. So it'd be interesting to see if they also they still explore that and saying you know this is still pretty freaking powerful Thor m- way more powerful than you know like Age of Ultron and you know previous ones or is you know are they going to kind of uh, debuff him a little bit? Yeah, so. the crazy thing is the the Molnair from the MCU is much closer to or not Molnair the Stormbreaker from the MCU is much closer to the Ultimate Molnair from the uh, Ultimate Marvel line. Which I believe is what Jane ends up wielding after Thor gets Molnair back, uh, and it's actually uh, it changes shapes. Uh, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be a hammer all the time. Uh, we'll talk but anyway, about so it'd be I don't know if maybe we'll see that. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, cool. So uh, I guess Jared, are you are you done talking about that? I mean, listen, Danny, I could talk for a while. Or I could argue for a while. Oh, okay. You want to have an argument? But either way, you're going to lose. Yeah. Well, I'm not done yet. Are you done? No, I'm not done yet either. All right. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Are You Done? Uh, Blake, what are we doing here? Uh, Today, uh, y'all are arguing Cheetah and Spider-Gwen. No, 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 no. No, we're not. We no. have a very special are you I done we were this week? Argue that. Are we going to argue you and Ben then? Yeah. Oh. I thought we changed that. You literally asked earlier. You said, "Do you want to do you... something else?" And then we established Cheetah and and I'll argue. I'll argue this. Jared, we're just going to say. Oh. Oh. Okay. We're going to switch over. Yeah, <laughs> we had a we had a whole thing planned. I fuck I forgot. God, <laughs> and on this the day of our Lord, marijuana. All right, so today on Are You Done, we got Danny versus Ben. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I was thinking about next week's guys. I apologize. <laughs> uh, is, really is Jared is Jared gonna have Danny? Yeah, Jared's Jared's right, got Jared's Danny. Be Danny. Uh, Danny's I have be Ben. ben. Yeah. Uh, they both have so many. Facts about each other. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think I have thirty seconds to state my, uh, to tell, say, say who Ben is and and what he does. All right. Okay. 
You ready? Yeah, Ben is an entitled little bitch. Uh, my parents were way too easy on him his entire life. Uh, you know, he's the baby of eight, so he's gotten it, you know, whatever he wants, whenever he wants his entire life. And uh, he's been very fortunate that he had the benefit of his brothers and sisters who came before him and took all of the ass whoopings before him. Uh uh, he's uh, he's a tall, lanky motherfucker. He uh, he has some amazing kids and a beautiful wife, and he he lives a very happy, if very soft life. Um, he hasn't. Hold oh. on, hold on. Let him let the uh, man okay. finish. That's let he the just man finish. I'm just saying he's, you know, he's not the hardest man you've ever met. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Jared, you ready? You got Danny. 30 seconds on the clock, and let's go. What can you say about Danny Stewart that hasn't already been said in life? This man is a dancer. He is a, an actor. He is a uh, you know, personality. Uh, he is uh, uh, an amazing bar owner, amazing father as well. I once heard it said that prime Danny could beat prime Mike Tyson, and you know what? I'm not voting against Danny on that one because, you know, Danny, Danny's got the stuff. He's uh, He's got multiple... Uh, <laughs> Uh, karate's and, and other things that he does, which is pretty powerful. I once saw him lift a two by four hey, above I'm his on, head. I'm gonna chime in real quick. Yeah, we are out of time, but we're gonna give you an extra thirty seconds. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, but I mean, he's uh, he's. he's Hardy sounds like it has a voice of an angel. He's so sexy too, really. Oh. You know, if I could say for a second, you know, I've never I've never thought this before, but if it was gonna choose a guy, I used to think Ryan Gosling, but I think now it'd be Danny Stewart. <laughs> So, which is weird, you know. Yeah, we we yeah. work together, but you right, know, sure. But that's just yeah. part of the charm that I mean, Danny y'all, brings y'all to the table. Wood back and forth all day. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> Don't get me started on it. <laughs> so you know, just if you were gonna say, if you're gonna look up total package sure. in the dictionary, it says Danny Stewart. It's, yeah, it just has a picture of all Danny right. Stewart. Now so. we're good. Oh, that hurts so bad. Ah. <laughs> all right, head to head. There oh, we go. God. All right. <laughs> 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 Are we doing it, man? Sure, yeah, yeah. let's go. All right. One. Right. Go ahead. It doesn't matter. Blake, or Jared, I'll let you go first. You know, it, it's really interesting here because uh, what, is, uh, what, is a, what is a man to a god, you know? What is, what is a mere mortal to somebody that basically is a symbol to all of mankind as uh, strength and power and charm and just, you know. So what do you think? Like, maybe just you, uh, Danny hits Ben and that's kind of it? Oh, I don't even think you'd have to hit him, quite oh, okay. honestly. Well, yeah, I, I, think, I can agree with that. Yeah, okay. Cool. Yeah, hey, that's look at that. You want to go get ice cream? Yeah. You want to argue, uh, you want to you just throw in a bonus and argue uh, Cheetah versus... Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, sure. Let's do that. Uh, Spider Gwen. <laughs> Fantastic. So I also uh, I have Spider Gwen today. Uh, 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 whenever you're ready, Heather. <laughs> just just to let you know, we are looking for a new fact checker in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> One minute on the clock, and Danny, let's go. So Spider Gwen, the uh, the lost love of Peter Parker, the 616 Spider-Man, uh, brought back into the universe from an alternate reality where she became Spider-Man instead, and her Peter died. Um, she is, uh, what can you say? She's Spider-Man in an alternate reality. She has all the same abilities as Spider-Man. Now, in the comics, she did then lose uh, her powers and then gained the Venom symbiote, which she has a much better relationship with uh, than Spider-Man had with the Venom symbiote. So she has all the powers of the Venom symbiote, um, and that is where her spider powers come from. 
now. Uh, she's also known as the Ghost Spider, which is her actual superhero name. She has the agility of a dancer. She has the strength to lift um, a uh, 10 tons, I believe, is Spider-Man's strength level. Um, she has webs, uh, spider sense, uh, the reflexes of a spider. Uh, she can avoid injury, damage, bullets. She can... Uh, Web swing with, uh, I think, the force that Spider-Man generates is like 30,000 right. uh, pounds of force when he swings. What are you going to do, you ineffective government? He continued on, and you're going to sanction him? Well, Fucking I, I slap, his his, his <laughs> slap his ass down. Slap his ass down. Ben said, also, I'm telling mom. <laughs> ben, I just want to let you know that me saying those things hurt me so much inside, and I am so sorry. <laughs> Taylor Burton, thank you for recommending that one. Uh, all right, uh, Jared. Ready? Yep, ready to go. go. All right, so I have Cheetah, uh, otherwise known as Doctor uh, Barbara Minerva. Uh, it's basically she got the powers of Cheetah, uh, transcending through the African jungle one day, had it uh, run in with an African uh, Cheetah god, and uh, got the powers of said god. Uh, she has uh, superhuman strength, agility. She's uh, one of the faster non-speedster characters in the uh, in the DC universe. Uh, she goes toe to toe on a daily basis with the likes of Wonder Woman, Superman, you know, Martian Manhunter, those types of people. Takes hit, hits from him and gets back up, you know. So she is not, she is no slouch. She is very strong, very agile. She's able to outrun uh, Wonder Woman, and she has claws that were uh, manufactured to actually cut through anything. So she is very deadly as well. So what is the perfect? Uh, 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 counterpart to a, a a girl that can be agile and fast is somebody that's probably going to be faster, and that's going to be Cheetah today. So, oh yeah, Danny sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I get that one. Shut up, nerd. I guess then the claws could probably cut through spider webs. Uh, and for those of you who are unbiased comment that you just said, yeah, we we have the Seidel button that we had made at uh, AnimeCon. Lindsay Seidel was nice enough to record herself saying "Shut up, nerd" in one of her characters. I'd like to uh, correct something that I just said previously, if I'm I'm allowed. I'm not uh, adding please. new information. I'm just, just correcting myself. Go. Yeah. So uh, her claws are not manufactured; they were enchanted. So oh, she has even magical better. claws. That's even better. So that's yeah. Okay. Oh, thank you. Cool, so cool, 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 cool. So now we're uh, doing two minutes head to head. Ready? Yeah, let's go. Cheetah's bone. She's not going to win this fight. There's no Did you way. Say she's bone. Yeah, she's bone. What do you mean bone? She's, oh, bone. She's screwed. She's oh. not getting this. Okay. Um, lay, lay out. Lay out the situation. Which, so we all yeah. know that the natural predator of the cheetah is the spider. Yeah, everybody uh, knows. Yeah, that. everyone knows that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, cheetah's speed isn't going to save her. Whatever Gwen Stacy can close the distance so quickly using her webs. Uh, here, here's the question I have for you. Cheetah is no slouch. She's able to grab the lasso of truth from Wonder Woman. Much like a web, she's going to be able to catch that shit. Hand-to-hand combat. I'm think I'm taking Cheetah over uh, Gwen Stacy any day of the week. Like, she's she's fast. She's deadly. She's Gwen Stacy's not uh, immune to getting shots made at her. And uh, as soon as she gets hit by claws, she's dead. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, you'd have to catch her first. Also, she's uh, she's got her spider sense, the natural ability to avoid danger, damage, anything she coming her direction. One. Do you think that Gwen Stacy uh, can out outrun or outmaneuver the likes of Wonder Woman? Or, you know, like, do you really believe that? I genuinely don't think that it's going to be a, 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 a her out-distancing this person. Uh, I definitely think that uh, Spider-Man uh, uh, and also Gwen Stacy, by extension, has the ability to get away from uh, Wonder Woman's attacks. Uh, the Lasso of Truth is what she uses to, uh, you know, close the distance between people, and I think webbing works faster and definitely doesn't have to actually wrap around a thing. So. Sure, but also 
also you she's got super quick reflexes she she can cut it so the webs aren't really as effective as what you'd think for most people because she has literally web cutters on her hands and in her feet yeah i think it has to come down to a ground uh battle yeah, you too. perfect no interruptions and let's go so uh cheetah wall uh She's been through several different revisions in her time as a villain against Wonder Woman. Um, she literally just has the speed and ability of a cheetah, whereas uh, in a human form. Whereas Gwen Stacy has the uh, 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 strength and speed of a spider. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, not not uh, the proportionate strength and speed of a spider, which gives her the ability to lift ten tons. She could literally punch Cheetah's head right off. Oh, oh. Let that be stricken from the record, sir. I, I didn't see the timer. Oh, that, oh, 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 I didn't see the man at the end of the gun I was pointing at him. Oh. <laughs> All right, Jared. Let's on both the that serious. And let's go. Listen, here, here's what it's going to come down to. She is a born killer. She is stronger. I would dare say she's faster and more agile than Gwen Stacy. And once she closes that distance, she's not in it to punch and try to pull and do anything. She's in it to kill. And she swipes her uh, claws across uh, Gwen Stacy, much like she's done to a lot of the characters because uh, she does hit. She does hit a lot of the time. She's going to hit. She's going to connect. And that's going to be all, all she wrote for Gwen Stacy. That works. Hands down. Uh, Shut up, nerd. Pretty sure we've agreed. Danny, that. do you think you're done now? Dan- yeah, I think I'm done now. Dan- okay, Dan- cool, Danny. Let's go ahead and forfeit. Yeah, he he he, he uh. forfeited because he knew he lost. <laughs> Both of those arguments, I won. All right. You know, screw you, Danny. You stupid son of a bitch. Coming in here with your stupid ideas and stuff. I can't believe we've been arguing for these last five, six minutes about all. Yeah, this, this whole time, just arguing, yeah, arguing no, away. Watching, so that's fine. in case y'all missed it. Uh, Jared won. Uh, I did win. Thank you. Danny got forfeited. I did not. That is a lie. <laughs> Heather, based on our arguments, who do you think won that argument? <laughs> Wait, what? She's Switzerland. She said, I just run the computer. <laughs> Heather, 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 I need you to take a stand here, all right? Okay, Give me your I'm, opinion. I'm, I'm fine, I choose you. Is that who you... Are you just being agreeable, or do you really think that Cheetah would beat <laughs> Spider-Gwen in a fight? I don't... I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Jesus Christ, Heather. <laughs> I don't know anything about them. Well, we gave you... We oh. gave you a whole three and a half minutes of arguments. Maybe maybe I badmouth uh, Spectrum on on an episode and they're like they they've caught on and they're just like we're gonna ruin this show now because they that we keep having internet issues and it's uh it's it's upsetting but also we're about to move into our new studio new internet sure. equipment uh, should solve some of that there you go yeah uh, but anyway cool uh, so welcome back. Uh, so Jared, uh, Brittany did not come. Uh, Brittany's not here today. What? Yeah, Brittany's not here today. This whole time? Yeah, she hasn't been here this whole time. Uh, in the bathroom. Actually, if you'll look to my left, you'll see that there's no camera frame here. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, I, I, I heard that you have some stuff that you're hyper fixated on this week and maybe you wanted to tell us about it. Yeah, absolutely. I totally do. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
All right, so I'm just going to continue the long-standing tradition that Brittany's set up for hyperfocus. I hope I do it justice. I'm going to go a little different today, uh, you guys, and I want to talk about a little show on Netflix called Bridgerton. Are you familiar with this? Do you I'm know not. Bridgerton? No. Do you know? You smiled. You know I've, I've, heard, I've heard of it. You know of Bridgerton? I've heard of it. So the second season of Bridgerton came out. Uh, the first season was basically about a. Uh, a coming of age tale of uh, of a young girl in Victorian England uh, who was uh, now eligible to get married, and and all these people just all the summer all they did was they go to balls and they try to marry their kids off to each other and it's a whole scandal. Hmm. What are they doing with balls? Balls like they go to balls, they dance, they they collude with each other. They... You like you like a show of a girl of coming of age of balls. Yes, dances, uh, <laughs> not testicles, but yeah, yeah. So, but the crazy thing with this is like these people have nothing else better to do other than just gossip and shit. Like, there's, it's kind of. You ever watch Gossip Girl? Girl, no, no, God, no. You guys suck. Okay, so, <laughs> so Blake, would you, a man in your thirties, uh, did you watch a lot of uh, Gossip Girl? Nope, not even. In oh, it's 40s. crazy. Me neither. Yeah. Yep. Fucking other stupid shows. All right, cool. <laughs> okay, uh, so basically there is a, a character that uh, writes a, write, writes these letters basically telling all these, um, like, secrets and stuff, and everybody's really transfixed on yeah. it. And so you're, like, you spend the whole first season figuring who out is who it is. Um, it is the main characters from the first season's younger sister. Is there a big-name sister. Um, A few people, but nothing, like nothing too crazy. I don't fucking know. Is I this mean, is this an anime-related Downton Abbey? It's related, and there's British people in England that are also in a similar time period. Ah, it's, yes. They're not, they're not connected. Like, there's not a multiversal thing where... Uh, so all British people through. know each other. That's a thing people say. Yeah, yeah. That's probably going to happen. Okay, so season two, uh, the older uptight brother of the main character of season one is now this... trying to get married. And it's oh, okay. about how he meets somebody who, surprise, is this exact opposite, but they're also very similar. So they spend the whole fucking so how, the whole What fucking does he do thing, trying to get married? Huh? How's he trying? Well, because in Victorian England, women are kind of needed to get married off right. because they're, you know, while they're people, so they're still kind of considered to be slight burdens. But man, men can do whatever well, that's the fuck they want. So this guy's over here just going, I've finally decided I'd like to have a wife. And then he. So what do you think the thought process behind making a show where um, black people are accepted in culture or in high society in Victorian England, but they still treat women like shit? I'm mean, totally honest with you. I didn't think shit about it because literally every time I watch this show, I all I can think of, I like I come from two service industry backgrounds. Like you work fucking hard for ten, twelve hours a day, and then you go uh -huh. home when you fall asleep. These mofo's are sitting here like with these gaudy pieces of jewelry and these fancy fucking clothes that they only wear once, and they're drinking their 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 tea. wine and their oh. tea, and they're like they have all these servants and shit, and they just go to balls. And it's like, when do you fuckers work? What do you do? To bring what, what attracts just, you so much to this show? Huh? What attracts you so much to this show? I mean, it's it's visually appealing to me. I also <laughs> like the time period, but literally the main reason I watch it is so that I can get mad at these people and go, what the hell do you do for work? I literally can't see my friends more than like three hours in a week because I'm so busy. And then you guys are just coming through. It's like friends, you know? You're like, you guys are all live in New York and you Always have these the jobs, but you, sit, you have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I, I swear to God. If Danny came over to my house in the morning just to grab a muffin, I'd kick his ass out and tell him never to fucking come back. Like, no, he wouldn't. That's weird. I've never known anybody in my life that I want to do that. And that's just that much. But yeah, but the, it, it, it's just that age-old curiosity with me. Any of these shows mm. where these people have all this time to do this shit, and it doesn't fucking matter. And yet, like, 
like what do they do like do they just have a bunch of like just wealthy do things like like is it just like hey you're wealthy here's all the money like it's so confusing to me yeah so this is a thing called taxes um and whenever you're whenever you're born into uh nobility uh the land you own the people that live on your land uh pay you to live there and you just live off of their money that makes me even more mad. I was hoping that they were just like, we just haven't showed you the complex economics from Victorian England times of uh, all these uh, patriarchs and stuff. <laughs> but they're just literally, they're just like, we don't do shit. We just get taxes from the land that we inherited from uh, yeah. our ancestors taking it from others. And yep. now we're going to charge you. That makes me so mad. I mean, <laughs> li- literally, you've seen one romance show. You've seen them all. There's really no does difference. Does anybody kill anybody in this? Yeah, if you've seen Gossip Girl, you've seen I Bridgerton. I don't know if anybody's ever died on, well... There was a character that died in the end of season one, but that was the husband. Uh, I was going to reference another that you guys would have never watched, but that was the husband of one of the. Uh, which off, show? Off, of Bridgerton. <laughs> no, which one's the one that we uh, you were going to reference? I was going to reference the OC. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Oh, is that the one with Commissioner Gordon in it? Yeah, yeah. Commissioner yeah. Gordon's in it, but they're like there's like two families, and one's kind of the good one, and one's like kind of the one that like they do like they're kind of like the on the OC and there's the. Yeah, yeah, on both the OC and on. Isn't the OC just like One Tree Hill? I've never watched One Tree Hill. I'm not no. I'm not a loser. No. <laughs> well, me neither. Anyway, so it's a great show. I mean, it's a fine show. I mean, it's nothing bad. Like it it is very visually cool. Like they mm. do they this like uh the prop the props department should get a lot of props for their department because Props for props. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very good that way. But I mean, Literally, it's a show where if you have a Saturday and you're like, I want to waste a couple couple hours, you, know, you can watch it. I didn't give a shit. I like romance stuff. It's you know, it's kind of fun. But uh, yeah, uh, that's that's what I've been hyper focused on uh, these past few weeks. So yeah, I'm glad I got to share that with you guys. Thank you, Jared. You sons of bitches. <laughs> Welcome back. Thank you, Jared, for that uh, wonderful hyper-focus segment. Uh, Brittany said she's not coming back to the show now. Uh, Why? So, uh, Why? Yeah. So we so have good. the uh, Conference of the Unknown coming up in August uh, that we will be at. Uh, we are working that, emceeing that. We're working with Cape Events on that right now. Um, that's going to be a good time. Tickets, uh, I believe, are on sale now. Blake? You can get tickets to the Conference of the Unknown right now, right? Yes, yes, you yeah. Can. Tickets are on sale. You can go to Cape uh, Events on so. Facebook. It's the easiest way to get those. Um, also on our Facebook right now, we are doing a giveaway for tickets to see Multiverse of Madness here at Werenberg Theaters. Uh, on the night it releases, we're giving away five pairs of tickets uh, for you and a friend. Uh, we are doing a like. Uh, follow and share uh so that's super easy it doesn't really require much just spread the good word of comically inclined to all of your family and friends uh and you can i guess you can only like us once so yeah i also i also want to do a a shameless plug for a new place that's opening up in town uh danny and i uh do construction work we do a lot of remodeling stuff and we for the almost me for the almost the last year been working on a, a property downtown called uh, Speakeasy Cafe that should be opening up this coming week. It's on Broadway. Uh, you've probably seen it. Uh, it's uh, if you live in Cape, 
It's right next to the old theater that burned down. But this is a great place. Uh, Suzanne is a wonderful lady. She's opened up a cool uh, coffee shop. There's going to be a lot of space to come and hang out and just kind of lounge about while you're sipping your coffee and having a sandwich. Yeah, it looks really uh, nice. I've, yeah. seen, I've seen pictures. Oh, dude, I'm so excited to, to have a spot here yeah. in town that I can go get a coffee yeah. late at night. Yeah. Menu-wise, menu it's going to be oh, great. They will be open until, uh, I think, I think 9 on the weeknights and then 10, maybe 11 oh, nice. on the weekend. So yeah, very close to awesome. campus. Uh, going to be some pretty fair coffee prices. She already told me they're definitely uh, cheaper than Starbucks, but it's very good coffee. Uh, so, yeah, uh, just like supporting us here on the podcast, uh, appreciate if you continue to support local businesses to be able to flourish in our communities. And, uh, yeah, so Speakeasy Cafe. Here yeah, absolutely. Uh, super excited. Uh, and also uh, not that this matters but my son my oldest son well, damien right. is yeah, going to yeah. be a barista there very cool um nice. also want to say a big thank you to our sponsors uh ken's comic man out of uh poplar bluff missouri uh one of our uh recent additions to our sponsorship lineup they have a great store it's a beautiful location out there yeah. in poplar bluff they have a huge collection of action figures, Magic the Gathering cards, a D&D? great gaming section. D&D stuff? D&D uh, stuff. This Friday kidding. they have a tournament. Yes. Yeah, they have a tournament coming up for Magic. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, Magic oh. the Gathering tournament coming That'd up this so Friday. That'd be so fun to watch. Holy shit. And we'll be featuring uh, their stuff and events and all that on our socials. So. Absolutely. And one of the coolest things that I thought uh, I really enjoyed there is they have a kitchen. Um, and they actually make food, so you can go hang out, do nerd shit, and eat. You That's don't really have cool. to starve while you're there. What kind of stuff do they have? Uh, I didn't see a menu. I just know that they have. Uh, that's really cool. I mean, regardless of what they have, like that's actually pretty. Uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty neat. Uh, and so fun place, great people. Uh, we went and uh, met with them, talked, yeah. hung out for a little while. Yeah, a lot of great easy. Up pop figures there. Yeah, a lot of pops. Uh, Blake actually picked up a couple that he'd been hunting. Yeah. <laughs> Get did, Loki. I've been waiting for did, like six months on Amazon. What, to was it in. when we were in New York City? Didn't I like talk shit hard on those pop figurines? Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, I have a bunch yeah. of them. Oh, God. oh, no, I've only got five. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I do. Well, that's fine. I have a many, bunch. But I understand. But anyway, uh, also want to say thank you to Perkins Performance. Uh, they do all of our sticker making vinyls. They did the vinyl on the front of our new studio. Uh, Drop the mic DJ service, who also helps with all of our audio and sound equipment. And Mike also does our uh, retro gaming show, uh, Retro Recap. Uh, he does a power hour on Thursdays from 7 show. to 8, and he's hilarious. And then yeah. he does a story mode on Sundays that goes two hours. And he's currently replaying uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Uh, Picture What Designs helped us design our logo. Uh, Will is the one that edits all of our uh, Are You Done videos. Uh, and Wait, did you Katrina, say Picture What Designs? Picture What Designs. Katrina designed our uh, our logo and helps with all of our uh, website design and all of our uh, social media and and uh, all of wow. that. Wow, she sounds um, amazing. Yeah, I would marry her if I could. Yeah, uh, Monster Tattoo. Uh, Johnny is currently doing the not Johnny. Aaron is currently doing the wrong Thurman. Aaron is currently doing the design of our superheroes Kedos and our villain Tempest, as well as he's going to be doing a really cool mural in our new studio. Lennox and Jude Photography uh, sponsors and fans, and we appreciate you guys. Thank you so much, uh, Blake Hickman Construction. We couldn't do this without you guys. Uh, thanks, such a great crew too. Uh, except for their boss uh, and the rock and roll drive-in, uh, we are we have five passes to give away for this weekend at the rock and roll drive-in, and that is five carloads of people that you can bring. Um, all you have to do is get on our Facebook and comment your favorite character from either 
uh, anything Batman or anything Harry Potter or Wizarding World, and that gets you entered in the drawing. We'll be picking our winners tomorrow. Uh I think we're about done here for the night, right, yeah, gentlemen? I think so. Uh, you know, we love and appreciate each and every one of you. And you know what? We'll catch you next time.